the Cannabis Business Coach. Hi, Mike Z here, author of the Cannabis Business Book, and you're listening to the Cannabis Business Coach Podcast, where I chat with and coach the highest performing entrepreneurs in the cannabis industry. Hi, Mike Z is, hi, Mike Z is, hi, Mike Z is, the Cannabis Business Coach. Okay, great. And can you hear me okay? Just, just wanted to. You're check. absolutely perfect. Wonderful. Thank you. As I, I told you before, you were perfect. <laughs> You're so sweet. Okay. Hi, Mike Z here. And today I am joined by Claudia Post, the founder and CEO of Most Consulting Group. And Claudia, it's such a joy to speak with you always. It's been a couple of weeks now since we've last yep. chatted. So I'm excited to, to catch up with you hear about what you've been up to and mm. and to share your story and experience and insight with the listeners. So if you don't mind, could you please just tell us a little more about yourself and your cannabis journey? Okay. So I started my agency uh, going on, uh, I guess, 12 years now. I was a pioneer. And how did I get into cannabis is the question everybody always asks me. And I will tell you, this is because of my son, Nicholas Gabay, who is a very well-known glass artist in the cannabis space. He was one of the original crew that was blowing glass, and um, he's very well-known. His nom de plume is SNIC, S-N-I-C, Barnes, B-A-R-N-E-S. And if you go visit his Instagram or his website, you'll be blown away. I know that's true. So one day we were chatting and he said, mom, you have to get into this business because it's going to blow up. Nicholas is like an old soul. He knows he sees things that whatever. And he said, you've got to get in. You've got to get in. I said, what do I know about, you know, what do I know? Because all I knew was that he was selling these beautiful glass pieces, making a wonderful living. And very well known. I knew nothing about the space. So I said, okay, I'll go to a couple of shows. So I started uh, by going to the big show where he was demoing. And I went to all of the shows where he would demo. You know, he was like a rock star. So he would stand in that little circle in the middle and everybody would walk around and look at people's stuff. And I would stand there in front of him and I would say, that's my kid. And they would say, what? Snick is your son? I mean, I thought people would ask me for an autograph. I said, why are you asking me for an autograph? I have no, I, I have nothing. Anyway, so I started going to the shows. I loved the shows. It was very Cheech and Chongy, you know, in the beginning. So I started an agency called Smokin' Hot Solutions. And my tagline was, we create the buzz. B-U-Z-Z, we create the buzz. So that agency was me and an intern. <laughs> and I'm a salesperson and a marketer at the core of me. Um, uh, and uh, I started doing outreach and whatever. And we started the agency. Then I got a few more. I, I loved my model, which was an intern model. Long story short, uh, an intern named John Monk, and remember that name, came to work with me when he was in his, I think, sophomore, junior year. <laughs> And John was the wild maverick kind of a guy and lots of fun. And um, everybody around me, always every single person, I want to tell you this, I must be an ADD attractor. I must be like nectar to the ADD people. So a lot of people that work with me have ADD. Nicholas has ADD, by the way. Anyway, so John worked with me and he was getting ready to graduate. And I said, with trepidation, I said, oh my God, where are you going? And he said, I'm going nowhere. I'm staying with you. And that was the beginning of my journey with John Monk. So he stayed with me, stayed with me, stayed with me. We started selling, doing outreach. I mean, he's a young person. And I know despite popular opinion, I look like I'm 22, but I'm not. And, you know, he brought in all of this great digital stuff that was not me. And um, about two years ago, I said, I think it's time that I give you part of the business. Um, he's been instrumental in selling and he's wonderful. So I gave him part of the business. We kept the name Smoking Hot, um, 
because I was very attached to it. And then he said to me, I think we need to change the name of the, the, the business because the business is changing. And I'm the kind of person, like, even if I give you my opinion and I, well, we, you know, I obviously like my opinion. If you bring me something different, I am willing to listen and change. And I think that's another key to being a successful leader. You have to be willing to listen and you have to be willing to change. So I said, okay, we went through a lot of iterations of names. And then this is what we came up with, okay? His last name is Monk. My last name is Post. And together, we're the most. And there you have it. <laughs> so that's us. So um, that's how I got into the business. And that's where I am today. Our client base is, oh, it, it cuts across all the channels, growers, processors, uh, widget manufacturers. We're, we're, and our clients are all over the country and in Canada. And so I'm very fortunate to be surrounded by a wonderful team of young people who give me all of that great knowledge and information. And a lot of the stuff, I mean, years ago, if somebody would have said, you know, you're going to be in a, like doing social media. Uh, I would say, are you out of your mind? I know nothing about this. So anyway, I learned I can't do it, mind you, but they do it and they do a marvelous job. And, um, we are really customer centric. Uh, we are uh, just like I bring into from my old business, which was time critical delivery. Uh, we are uh, have a great sense of urgency and we really listen. I'm uh, about listening to what somebody's telling me and not thinking about what I want to answer. So anyway, so that's that's where we are today. We're right here at most MOST. Yep. Amazing. Thank you yep. for that, Claudia. Can You're you welcome. speak a little about your experience before starting the cannabis business? I know you were oh. a successful entrepreneur before yes. that. So can, can you just yes. chat a little about that? Yeah, I love to. I, okay, so um, many, many years ago, I started a company called Diamond Courier here in Philadelphia. I had bikers dr and drivers, um, and that was a trip and a half. Um, you know, delivering for people. We delivered anything from a heart to a kidney to million dollar bids, you know, any and everything in between. Yeah, I love that business because I'm a problem solver. Um, I also, maybe I have a touch of ADD. I like getting things done. And um, I, I really have a commitment to great customer service. And so that business afforded me all of that and I learned a lot a lot and now I will tell you something so I've taken my knowledge of cannabis my knowledge of transportation I've slapped them together and we are about to launch a delivery cannabis delivery service I have the gravitas to talk about chain of custody and delivery it's just not waking up and saying I'm putting you know a dollar in my pocket and I'm going to go with delivery I've got all the technology and all the insurance and everything else. And we uh, have our first client and we are about to start a beta with them. So I am oh, over the moon about that. Very exciting. So Amazing. that's my news. Yep. That's Fantastic. my news. Oh, yep. I'm glad to hear that. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, and we can do it anywhere. I have connections in every state so I can do delivery wherever it's, wherever you can do it. In any state, I've got connections, I've got folks on the ground, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to scale it, and that's my story. You know, do I have two of me? I don't know. <laughs> nice. If I have two of me, we'll be interested. So anyway, so there's that. that's what I'm doing. Amazing. So yep. given all that, I'm curious if you can share what, what a day in the life is like. What's it like being Claudia Post? Oh, my God. <laughs> What's it like being me? I have trouble being me some days. <laughs> I have a lot of trouble being me some days. You know, when you have an outgoing personality and you make people laugh a lot, on the day that you're not making them laugh, they think that you're sick. It doesn't mean that you're sick. It just means that you're tired. And I will tell you, you know, I've, I've been like yesterday was uh, just an awful day. I mean, I felt depleted. I, you know, I'm listening more to myself um, during COVID than I listened before. I, I realize I can't do everything, although I always think I can. But I, I get up, 
Um, I have calls already prearranged, people that I'm speaking to, obviously. And I'm a great prospector. So I start using my prospecting talents, talking to people that have dispensaries, talking to people that have grows. I mean, I'm all over all the social media, LinkedIn, Alignable, and, you know, doing a lot of outreach. We, and I'm so fortunate because I have a marketing agency and I've got great people to help me push out, you know, the word. So, I mean, I'm busy from 8.30 until, I mean, they'll get emails from me if I can't sleep at one o'clock in the morning. So, you know, that's just how I always ran my life. Um, I have lots of time when I'm dead, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> lots of time to rest. So yeah, that's, I'm always working, working, working. And some people say, well, that's not living, but you know what? It's what I like to do. It may not be what you like to do. I like to work. Call me crazy. I mean, you know, I do. I love to work. I love to make things happen. I love to generate the enthusiasm about a product or about a service. That's just who I am. And I think the other piece is that, is that I really like to interact with new people and I like to learn about them. So a lot of my interactions are just like what you're doing now. I ask questions. I want them to talk to me because most people don't ask those questions and most people don't listen, but I'm a good listener. That's one of my key. I think you have to be when you're in sales, but anyway, I digress. There I am. Okay. Absolutely. And I can tell the audience from my experiences <laughs> chatting with you and private conversations that you are a great listener and, and I, I really appreciate that. So oh, thank, thank you. you for that. I want to ask you, Claudia, you know, 2020 has been a wild oh. year and cannabis has done pretty well, it, you know, despite the pandemic and everything that's going on in the world. It seems people are waking up to the fact that cannabis is essential and that, you know, it's not going anywhere. So I, I'm wondering if you can speak a bit about how 2020 has impacted your business and kind of how things are today as, you know, we're kind of recovering, but also kind of, you know, not, not at all. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a mixed bag. Well, okay. So we went from, you know, full bore January. We hit the ground running. We did what we had to do. Then the trickling in of COVID. Then overnight, we were shut down. You know, the whole world said, oh my God, I have to do something. Now, recovering from that, uh, you know, uh, doing everything in a natural way to moving out of my office, making everybody, you know, we work remotely, uh, trying to figure out how do we keep the cohesion of the team during that time was a very big struggle because, um, we are all working in our own little silos and it's not like I'm sitting next to you and can run over to your desk or into your office and say, Hey Mike, blah, 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 you can't do this. So the connectivity was a problem for me because as I said, you know, I'm a real people person and the first month was a bitch. The first month I was, I mean, I just didn't feel like me. I was uh, lethargic, which is also not me. Uh, you know, and all of the pain of trying to absorb, I can't go to a restaurant. I can't go to a store. I can't, all the things I can't do. I'm a can-do person, not a can't-do person. So all of this was so daunting for me that I got a little, I would say I got, I mean, I don't know, not depressed that I was immobilized, but I was uh, not doing well. You know, I think that and also being able to talk about how you feel. I'm a very open person. I mean, people that just say, oh, it's nothing. I do it, everything, everything's great. Life is great. You know, that's bullshit, you know. This was a recovery period. So we went through month one um, and it kind of leveled out and we had our three meetings a day and I would talk to everybody individually and da, da, da. And then I said, well, you know, nobody's talking, nobody, customers were, I mean, uh, uh, scarce, you know, I mean, we have our stable of customers with whom clients, with whom we speak and everything else, but um, bringing on new clients was problematic uh, then, very problematic. And again, if anybody tells you, oh yeah, I'm selling like crazy, that again is bullshit. 
So I'm here to tell you, uh, it takes a lot of time, effort, and energy, and passion to go back in and say, okay, what do I have to do here? I just wrote an ad for us. We're advertising in a couple of publications, and the ad says, pivot or perish or shake it up with us. So, I mean, and I think that's really the message. People need not to cut their marketing budget or their sales budget. This is when they need to go out. And I guess maybe that's a little, I don't want it to come across as self-serving, but life will go on in whichever way it's going to go. You know, we're morphing into uh, an adjusting period. So everything was okay. I was feeling a lot better. I was great. I was on the phone. I was trying to do these other projects, blah, blah, blah. And now are we being catapulted back to uh, hunkering down? I mean, congratulations to New York. Bravo, because you had no deaths. You've had no death. I mean, it's a terrible, uh, you know, metric, but that tells you something that New York did it right. And uh, Pennsylvania did it not as right as you did, but we've done it. And, um, but when you look at Florida, 15,000 cases in a day, they have a lot of, pro I mean, there's a lot of problems. So I'm not going to go be, I'm not going to be calling on people in Florida. <laughs> Obviously they're going to be calling on their hospital. But here's what I'm saying, you know, uh, you have to kind of look at the landscape and figure out what you have to do. And that's where I was. I mean, that, you know, like Harry Truman said, the buck stops here. You know, I got to, I got to think about, you know, the, you know, my, I, my, I call them my kids. I got to think about my kids here are working with me and their lives and, you know, they need money and they depend on me. That's a big chunk of my head. And so we've done a lot of marketing in a different way, um, using more social media for us. I mean, I was doing it, we were doing it for other people. I said, well, we got to do it, you know, for us. So we pivoted that way and, um, and doing a lot of marketing for most, but it's been, I can't say it's, it's a cakewalk. I can say it's difficult. So I'm, I'm hearing you speak about resilience and pivoting and also the responsibility of leadership, of knowing that, you know, your team depends on you and that these people, you know, their livelihood is tied to your leadership. And absolutely. Can you speak a little more to, to any of those topics? Absolutely. Well, I can, you know, I told you before you asked me to speak, that's the end. I just go off. Anyway, <laughs> well, let me, let me start with resilience. Um, I owned a very large uh, transportation company. And when everything went down the last time, if you remember 2009, 2010, and the banks became unfriendly and all that other stuff, I had to sell off part of my company, another lesson in resilience, okay? That was my business for 20 something years. Um, I love transportation, but the truth is I was busy buying companies and didn't get the memo from Beer Stearns. Oh, well, Claudia, we're screwing up and therefore you are too. Um, so that was a very painful period, but boy, did I learn, you know, after I got out of a fetal position, I got up and did what I had to do. Um, and I think that resilience is something that comes from within and it's something also that I couldn't rush. I had to be in my, I'm going to call it my grief. Um, I had to feel that and I had to ask myself a lot of questions and which I did. I mean, I screwed up too, you know, as a leader, you have to say, hey, I screwed up. But, you know, if, you know, it's more attempts, more completions. And, you know, there's nothing, nothing in the world that anybody can say to somebody that tries. And so if you try, I will never say anything. But, you know, if you don't try, you know, what is that? A hundred percent of nothing is nothing. That's, that's the problem with not trying. So anyway, I went into a totally different field. I said, I can't do this. I want to work, let me see how I feel about this. I went into um, the nonprofit sector and uh, I helped change the board and do a lot of different things for this. Uh, it was based on STEM and it was in underserved communities and that's a whole other slice of my life. Anyway, I did that for 18 months. I did what I had to do. I took care of everything. I changed everything around. I brought on more board members. 
And, you know, that's what you do. You, you know, you, you, you swim where you are. And um, it taught me a lot as well. And then, and then came along, you know, a smoking hot. And um, I like being in my own business. Um, it's not for everybody. It's uh, can be gut wrenching on some days, can be euphoric on others. And you just have to be willing to take that ride. And as I said, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur and that's how it is. So I would say that resilience um, is, is, and reinvention. They used to call me the queen of reinvention. And my friends know, you know, they say, how many times have you reinvented yourself? Well, you know, you do what you have to do. Um, but anyway, and then you were asking me about what would, oh, leadership, leadership, very important. Very important. Um, I am like, uh, I mean, I can't put myself in the same sentence of like Abraham Lincoln and Barack Obama, but I can say that you have to surround yourself with people that give you what you don't have. And friends, I want to tell you, if you think you own a business and you can do everything from sales, marketing, digital operations, buying and whatever, you are destined to fail. You have to let go. And in order to let go, you have to surround yourself with those people that boost you up, uh, with whom you have great confidence, and you surround yourself with the smartest people you can at whatever stage you're in. And that's what I've done. So I feel like, and I'm also transparent. Um, something goes on. I, I, you know, when I had my other company, and I had to do some readjusting, I would show them this was the revenue, this was the profit, this was the payout to the drivers, so that people understood. It wasn't that I was building a castle in Spain, you know, I was, I was working my ass off so that everybody could get paid. And that's really what a leader does. And you know, when they say the captain goes down with the ship, that's, that's what you have to do. So I'm here, doing what I have to do, taking care of what I have to take care of every single day. It's in my brain. I wake up thinking about everybody that I work with and how I have to take care of them as well. I don't say that to them on a daily basis, but you know, they know that I care about them and I'm running, a, I run a transparent ship and I run a clean ship. And that's, you know, I like to say I'm not a virgin, but I run a clean ship, if you know what I mean. So that's me. I know you always laugh. You're always laughing at what I say, Mike. But anyway, that's true. <laughs> I have a, a mentor who said to me once, legends must reinvent themselves. So. Oh, but, wow. I like that. That's good. Yeah. So, I'm going to borrow that. <laughs> please. What's a counterintuitive truth about cannabis marketing? Or to, to put it a different way, what's something that a lot of people believe is true about marketing cannabis or selling cannabis that you actually know is not true? Oh, well, here, I'll be happy to see. I told you, ask me a question. I'm Johnny on the spot. Okay. So what I'm, what we're finding is, look, I've been doing this for almost 12 years. You know, you can't, you can't take that uh, away from me. Okay. It's my knowledge. It's my intellectual property. It's me breaking my ass on certain things and understanding what I can and cannot do. And so what we find now is we get uh, people who call us and say, oh my God, I worked with these people. They told me they know what they're doing and they don't know. And I think that's um, disingenuous to sell somebody something when you don't know the channels, the right things to say and all that other stuff. But yeah you know, take their money and run because they're going to leave you because you don't know what you're doing right now. It's not easy as easy as people would think, because there are so many rules, as you know, so many regulations, everything is changing all the time. And you really have to be on the top of your game and understand all those rules, all those regs. And certainly with CBD, no matter what it is, it's THD, it's CBD. You can't say certain things, you know, so I think that people don't understand what it is. I'm all about education. I mean, I think that's one of the critical pieces that people have to include in anything. What is cannabis? 
so people use that interchangeably, as we know, marijuana and hemp are two of the, you know, that's the genus is, is uh, yes, cannabis, and then the, uh, the two parts of that are hemp and marijuana, and people just use that all interchangeably. And I think that people need to understand the lexicon, the, the dictionary, whatever our vocabulary of our industry a little bit better. Um, and I guess they will eventually when they catch up, you know. Um, but like I say, we've been out ahead so for so long that, you know, uh, I think of myself as a subject matter expert by now, 12 years, right? Something. Yeah. So, so speaking <laughs> of that, I mean, not too many people have been marketing cannabis for 12 years. And so I'm wondering if you could speak a bit about how you've seen the industry evolve and where you think things are heading like, you know, if we were talking 12 years from now, what, what might things look like then? Well, honey, if I'm here 12 years from now, uh, we all got a problem. Uh, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be off somewhere. Anyway, I would say that the industry has evolved. As I, and in the beginning, I talked to you about going to those shows, and it was very Cheech and Chongy. And, you know, my kid's an artist. He's got tattoos and piercings and all the other stuff. So it's not a population that's uh, strange to me because I understand it. I've been around it forever. Um, but the buying habits and the shows and the people that are getting into the industry, you know, I say, when I sit with other people, the, uh, the originators, the people who are in California and, and all of my sisters and brothers that have been doing that for years and years and years, you know, they resent the suits that are coming in big time and changing the complexion of the industry. And I think that um, big corporations, sh well, I mean, whatever. I mean, gobbling up, you know, parts of the industry. I think that's sad. And I certainly hope that there's still gonna be room for people who are more rock and rolly, if you know what I mean. And um, we're still in our, you know, we're still in our infancy I don't know 12 years from now. I hope it's not like uh, P. Laurelard, the tobacco company, is going to own all the bros of, uh, you know, cannabis and, and hemp. Um, that would be very sad to me. Uh, but it has changed dramatically. You go to a conference now, there are lots of suits. You know that. Lots and lots of suits. And uh, they're out there like they're flying around like the hawks. And they're looking for the prey and that's you know you can say it's like almost like a snake oil salesman I'm not saying that it's bad or good but it is and uh, like I say I would rather I guess I'm more of a hippie so you know whatever <laughs> <laughs> Claudia let me ask you what's your superpower ah, what's my superpower my superpower oh there's so many but so many oh my god um, I would say, right off the top of my head, is my ability to gather people around me who are, who recognize that while I am a crazy person, I'm a real person and I'm authentic. I think my superpower is my authenticity in every situation. And I don't care where I am or with whom I'm speaking, that's Claudia, you know? It's not like I'm putting on a different mask. I am an authentic person all the way through. That's me. I love it. I guess that's why we get along so well. Yep, 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 yep. The real nice. deal. Nice. And so let me ask you, what are you most excited about right now? Oh. In cannabis, yeah. Oh, well, here I go. I am most excited about two things that I'm doing, which is the other thing I want to talk to you a little bit about. Okay, so the delivery service, which is new, which I kept talking about for years. I said, oh, why aren't we delivering cannabis, blah, blah, blah. And it just can't be done by anybody, but they're, they're recognizing that cannabis can be delivered. And here I am. And even when it goes wrecked, you know, when you think about the Bill de Blasio is not going down to a, you know, to a store to buy, you know... <laughs> a zip of weed, he's, he's going to send for a messenger or whatever, and we're going to be everywhere to do that. So I'm excited about the delivery component. I'm excited about, um, you know, th that launching my company. I'm also very excited 
because who launches two companies at the same time? You're looking at her. Okay, for about, I don't know, a year or so, I kept saying, you know, I'm in this business and what should I be doing? And da 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 da. What's missing? You know, what's missing? So CBD is ubiquitous. It's, a, you know, you can find it at the gas station and I'd find it on the counter at, you know, wherever. So I don't want to do tincture. I want to do something else. So I know, noodled around and noodled around. And I am proud to tell you that I am launching <laughs> with a partner. So I don't do all this by myself now. A company called Green Bar Supply Co. GreenBarSupplyCo.com. And we are purveyors of fine CBD. We will be supplying bar. Well, of course, now the bar and restaurant scene, you realize what's happening. But if you go onto the website, you can buy, I have a bitters, tinctures, but these are water soluble that you can add to your martini and you get a double shot, you know? Um, and we have the infusion, it's called make it a double. So, you know, and why limit happy to an hour is what I say. So there you go. So we are launching that and I have uh, rock candy, um, gummies, of course, to sit over a drink on a swizzle stick, uh, bud to go onto a swizzle stick to sit over your Manhattan or whatever. It's very kitschy. And bitters, lots of different kinds of bitters. And uh, yeah, so I'm doing that as well. Very cool. Amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. I'm telling you, I don't know. I'm doing it, but uh, somehow or other. Superpower to organize, I guess, you know, and, and organize. Now I have to organize my, yes, me what I'm doing. Call me at three o'clock and I'll tell you in the morning, you know, I'm doing one thing or the other. But anyway, so that's, that's, that's what we're doing um, in terms of the industry. Uh, and it is affording lots of people the opportunity to get in. And so many times, and I'm sure people ask you this too, Mike, how do you get in? Where do you get in? Where are the opportunities? Da, 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 da. And, you know, so I say to people, what do you do? You know, and whatever it is, I, I say it's translatable. It's not like there's some mystique here, you know. Um, and so that's, so there you go. That's why I think people, you know, it's, it's a wonderful way to get into something and, 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 and call your own shots, which entrepreneurs like to do. And there you go. So, yeah. Awesome. And to your earlier point, I love the question that you posed, which is what's missing. So if you want to be an entrepreneur in this industry, rather than trying to do what everyone else is doing, look around and see or ask yourself what's missing. And that's where innovation happens, right? Is from solving a problem that someone hasn't solved yet. And so if you're looking for an entry point, which to your point, Claudia, a lot of people are constantly, how do I get in? How do I get started? Well, first you could, you know, I always tell them, you know, you can buy my book on Amazon and, <laughs> and it, it'll, that's a good first step. That's a good first step. Everybody buy Mike's book, <laughs> buy that book. Yeah. It's your roadmap to success. You that's see? right. That's am. right. That's I'm right. I'm giving you a plug. Yeah. It's not even Thanks. my show and I'm giving you a plug. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. But, but the point is, you know, look around and say, what's missing? You know, how can I solve a problem that hasn't been solved yet? How can I create value in a way that someone else isn't doing? Or if someone else is doing, how do I do it differently in a unique way that's better or more cost effective or more scalable or whatnot? Exactly. Exactly. You know, I have, I have two little quotes here. Uh, a mentor of mine, Eddie Katz, may he rest in peace. He had the biggest bicycle messenger service in New York, Choice. I don't know if you saw his people around New York, Choice Carrier. He used to say, Claudia, if you can't do it better, quicker, and cheaper, don't do it. If you can't, you, you got to pick one. You got to pick two. You got to pick two. And then my mother used to say, uh, in terms of composition, competition, Never look to the right and never look to the left. Let people follow you. You keep mm. going down your path. You know, don't look over here and don't look over. You just stick to your path. And, you know, she's flying around somewhere 
you know, thinking, wow, that's good, right? So, I mean, the truth is, that's the truth. You know, you can't look at this other, per oh, this other person's doing that, that, you know, you just follow your bliss, follow your dream. And that's not bullshit either. You know, every day is not an orgasm, friends. Every day is difficult, can be difficult. <laughs> it's the truth. I mean, it's difficult. It's not easy. You know, meeting a payroll, uh, doing your taxes, uh, speaking of today. You know, all this stuff is a cascade of, of things that you have to deal with. But you have to be able to look at things and say, okay, what do I need to do? How do I prioritize? And don't don't look at that other person you look at you and 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 there's always something that you can do better you know mm -hmm. than whoever so but don't do deliveries to uh dispensaries that's all <laughs> <laughs> amazing you're totally right about that you know every day is not an orgasm and in fact <laughs> as a cannabis entrepreneur you're gonna have plenty of days that are gut-wrenching or tough oh yeah if we would have talked yesterday, I would have, I would have told you, you know, I'm sick of everything. I'm sick of everyone. Fuck everyone. Fuck this. That's right. You know? That's right. But, yeah. but today's a new day, and I'm that's right. Delighted to be chatting with you. I always have so much fun, and <laughs> you always give me a buzz and yeah. <laughs> and and a, and a pick me up. So I really appreciate well, your, thank your you. humor. That's so, that's so kind of you. I want to shift into the coaching section. Or segment, which I once upon a time called "In the Weeds" with Mike Z. <laughs> it's, uh, that name didn't stick for some reason. I guess I forgot until now. But in any case, I want to ask you, what is the biggest business challenge or roadblock you're facing right now? Raising money. Now I have spoken to. Um, and we spoke about this before you and I, raising money. There are a lot of firms that are still cannabis averse. A lot of investors that are still cannabis averse. And I've spoken to people and they'll say, oh no, it's cannabis. My team's going to pass and blah, blah, blah. Um, I would say raising money. And, and then, you know, the, the sad part is people think, oh, you know, it's uh, you. You talk to people and they give you money. Okay, if it were that easy, you know, everybody would be raising money. And I've spoken to some people. I had a gentleman who was just, like, we were so close and so close. And then COVID, the stock market, I mean, he lost, I don't know, $200,000 or two hundred fifty in a day or something. So I certainly understood why he wasn't going to invest with me. But, you know, there are, hard, you know, I need... Uh, capital and um, I'm willing to take uh, you know de debt or equity whatever but also like I say some pe it's very difficult because some people are cannabis averse and um, I think that's that's problematic we still haven't gotten over that stigma mm. as people like to say so I would say for me that's a real challenge um, trying to raise money and there, there you have it. Got That's it. my, yeah, yeah. So raising capital for one of the new ventures. Yeah, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. And yes. so I'm, I'm hearing you mentioned the stigma and that some people are cannabis averse. I'm wondering if that's, you know, there's a lot of people who invest only in cannabis. Yes. And so I'm wondering. Where are they? Call me. <laughs> Call Claudia, it's on the bathroom wall. Quite seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. That's funny. yeah. You know, pick my number up. Yeah. I, I yeah. had actually the 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 episode I recorded last week, I had a cannabis investor and he told me that something like one in four hundred deals that he looks at actually get a check. That's right. So for the cannabis investors, I believe they're so, so inundated with options and they're so selective right now that you know, I think it really is a challenge to go to any of those cannabis people. So it's this interesting dynamic where you have all these cannabis people that there's so many people vying for their attention and their dollars. 
And then you have all these non-cannabis people who some of them are just scared of cannabis or have the stigma. And then there's another bunch that are maybe curious, but you know, they require a lot more educating and time and all this stuff. So it's really a tough environment, especially with COVID and all oh. the uncertainty. Although the stock market's been ripping, so that's yeah, you know, so maybe it is Go a good figure. time. Go and, figure. Um but the fact of the matter is people are scared, right? There's all there's the risk. And so I think what comes to mind for me is there's the powerful story that can be told that, hey, cannabis is essential, cannabis is growing, and now is the time to get into it. You said you're a great prospector, and I wonder how much of your focus right now is going towards finding investors. Uh, and that's a really good question, very prescient A-plus question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am not doing it as much as I should, whatever that means. I mean, I'm not banging away at investors as I'm banging away to, you know, most uh, Scarlet Express um, and, uh, and Green Bar. I, I've taken a moment to kind of like get them launched. I've done it myself. Um, even though I have a partner, you know, we sort of figured it out. I mean, I'm very fortunate because what comes along with me as a marketing agency and people have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for that, I don't have to pay that. So um, I think that your question is very timely. And um, to tell you the truth, I mean, I, when I go out in a situation or before when I was networking out and out, you know, I talk to people, blah, blah, blah. You mentioned that you just can't be very casual and say, well, gee, I'm looking for an investor. That's like, gee, I'm looking for a sugar packet and there's, they're ubiquitous and they're everywhere. You know, you have to be very uh, on point and then you have to, you know, figure out how to get to that person. I mean, who knows that person? I'm always also a believer in, you know, I'd rather have a warm intro than a cold, you know, noodle. And I, so, <laughs> so, I mean, that would make sense to me that if I could get some warm intros, that, that would be a great thing. Or, you know, and then I've had a lot of tire kickers as to your point. Yeah. Tell me about it. Da, 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 da. Okay. Sign the NDA and then we'll talk about it. You know, and that's fine. They sign, but they are tire kickers. It's an incredible waste of time. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, the balance between uh, generating revenue, which of course I have to do to keep the lights on and pay my cell phone bill or, you know, over here, uh, you know, looking for investors. So now that I've had these two things more solidified, I may be, what I should do is turn to that piece, which is, uh, seeking investors and networking more with people. Uh, you know, I mean, if somebody wants to write me a check, Hey, come on. You've worked with all these clients over the years. I'm wondering if you've leveraged those relationships to get the warm intro, because I imagine certainly some of them have investors or have raised yes. money over the years. That's a, another great question. And this is philosophically how I feel about that. And I may be wrong and I may be old school and whatever you want to call me. When I do business with you, I do business with Mike Z and and I'm helping Mike Z do whatever it is that Mike Z hired me for. I've always felt, I don't know, I'm gonna, the word uncomfortable comes to my head. I mean, I rarely feel uncomfortable, but I have that boundary thing. And I don't know, how would that be to, you know, how would you feel, you know, if I approached you and said, hey, you know, can we talk about, I need investors, blah, blah, blah. Can you, my relationship, let's pretend, you know, you were my client, which you're not. And I don't know whether that's trespassing and I feel maybe it is trespassing. So I'll be interested to hear what you say about my either old school or ultra polite way of being, you know? So go ahead. <laughs> I want to hear your feedback on that one. <laughs> I will gladly offer it to you, which is I'm wondering if maybe <laughs> it's time to reinvent this belief. Okay. That's and probably right. And, and I say that because, I, first of all, I understand what you're saying totally and, and where you're coming from and having 
that boundary and you know there's this kind of if i'm the service provider if i'm taking care of you the client i can't ask you to take care of me or to help me kind of thing that's right. what i'm sensing which I, I get that and at the same time i i would challenge you to think okay on one hand you have the relationship between most and client but beyond that and i would say bigger than that there's claudia the human being and whoever the client is you know that human being and you have I imagine a good relationship with some of these folks that you've served oh, for a yeah, while. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so I don't think, well, let me just say like this, let me make it positive, is I believe with no doubt that you can politely, professionally communicate that, you know, just an ask of, hey, would it be appropriate or is this okay with you if I, you know, I'm raising, That's a nice way of putting it. So, and my experience is with, with the clients that I've worked with, where I've built a good relationship, where they're, you know, longtime friends and people that I've invested sure. in their success over the years and vice versa. And more often than not, if they can help, if they can reciprocate, more often than not, they're happy to do it. They're thrilled to do it because it's kind of like, this reciprocity of paying it forward or paying it back or whatever. So that that's kind of my sense. What, what do you I, think of all that? I like, I like that approach, you know, uh, uh, first of all, I would honor that person. And, and I like what you said uh, by asking, you know, uh, Mike, would you think it's appropriate or would it make you feel uncomfortable if I, if I uh, broached the subject of investors uh, with you? And I mean, you could say no, you could say yes, you could say I'll hear a little bit of what you have, to, whatever you want to say, but it's more of an honoring of you. Uh, you know, you talked about being a human being. I, I just, I never take anything for granted. And, uh, you know, Mike uh, might be somebody who really wants to help, you know, and, and was waiting for an ask, you know. On the other hand, you have to approach those things with honor and dignity and respect because that's just like you know okay you know blah, blah, blah. i'm not like that at all so i like that approach that's a good approach and i'm going to put it into action and i will report back to you fantastic all right well, uh, 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 so I, bravo I yeah thank you yep. thank yep. you very and good I, very good thank you and <laughs> let me ask you just a, a one quick follow-up I'm, I'm curious if you've asked your existing clients for referrals before. Yes, we just started doing that. We just started doing that. We, I put into place a refer, I said, you know, referral is the highest form of flattery, da, 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 which it really is. And um, if there's anybody in your circle that you think we could, you know, could benefit by working with us, would you please blah, blah, blah. I absolutely did. I mean, just started it. Um, because I felt, and because I felt like, again, it's delicate territory, really, if you want to know, I mean, it, it is, you know, so yes, I, I just started that. And that's a good question too. Um, but I yeah. beat you to the punch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you beat me to the punch with, you know, I was going to ask you, are you going to commit to, to taking the action and reaching out to people, but you're already there. So, oh, I'm already, you know, you should know I'm action Jackson. I just uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> I just go. I love it. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I, I feel like I, I was able to offer you some kind of insight today. And yes, so, you did. So I, I will look forward to you reporting back and letting me know how that goes. And I hope it's fruitful. I would be surprised if it isn't. And I I I, I don't I'm not gonna take any more of your time for the coaching because I feel like I did my job today. And so yes. <laughs> I, I want to ask you before I let you go is, is there anything else, anything that we didn't cover or anything that you want to share before I let you get back to work? <laughs> right. I will also say this one thing. And I, 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 I say, you know, although popular opinion is that I'm 16, I am not 16 as we know. And I have never, ever, ever let my, age or anything else stop me so if you're listening to this 
and you know, you're wondering and you're out of work and you're 55, blah, blah, blah. Never let that bother you. And, and also I will tell you that I stay young in mind, spirit, heart, and everything else because I'm surrounded by young people and they have so much to offer. So instead of sitting, watching whatever you're watching or doing whatever you're doing, get up off your ass and try to do something different and don't let anything stop you. Amazing. I love that. And I'm going to piggyback onto that and say that one of the things I've benefited most from in my life and in my career is the wisdom and experience of people who have taken more breaths and more steps on this earth than I have. And one of the most beautiful things about getting into cannabis for me has been meeting folks who are much more experienced in business and in life and being able to collaborate and work with them. And uh, so of course. I, I think it's, you know, it, it's a two-way street. And I, I think really what's coming up for me is, and this is, uh, I love this because it's, uh, to me, cannabis is all about diversity and inclusion and bringing people of difference together and having this, this plant, this natural, you know, magical gift that we can all connect around and through. And, you know, that's, that's what I want to see in this industry. And that's what I, I hope the folks watching and listening at home can, can connect with that and, and realize that there's so many people out there that are just waiting to, to work with you or to collaborate with you or to, to be a part of this with you. And yes, you, even if they don't look like you. Oh, it's nothing to do with it. Who cares what you look like? It's what's in here is what's important and what's up here. So, you know, the rest is just, it's window dressing, right? Doesn't mean anything. It's the book. So, and, and I have, as have you, you know, if any, any of your listeners, anybody wants to, um, you know, ask me a question, they can just email me or whatever. I'm happy to do that. I've always done that in all of my speaking engagements. People have always well, they'll email me or they'll ask me a question, just like you, the same kind of thing, but happy to help. I think paying it forward or whatever that is has benefited me a zillion fold. So there you go. Amazing. Cool. Yes. Claudia, All right. Thank you so very much. It's a joy to speak Mwah. with you as always. I'm and sending you a virtual kiss. Wow. Oh, thank you. Got it. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day. Bye. Thank Talk you. Thank Bye. You. Bye. 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 Hi, Mike Z is. Hi, Mike Z is. Hi, Mike Z is. The cannabis business coach. Hi, Mike Z is. Hi, Mike Z is. Hi, Mike Z is. The cannabis business coach.